Thank you. Hi, Claire and Sarah. Thank you very much for coming in this afternoon and talking about the Strategic Innovation for Skills programme that both of you have attended. I wonder if you'd each like to just say a little bit about yourselves. I'll ask you to go first, Sarah. Hi, my name is Sarah Barbican from York College. I was in the first cohort of the SIS um, programme. And my role is the Director of Curriculum for Professional and Commercial Industries at the college. And I'm also the Higher Education Lead um, on behalf of the senior leadership team. Lovely, thank you. And Claire. Hello, uh, my name is Claire Brown and I work at Mid Kent College where I'm a curriculum director for the faculty of the digital and care industries. And I am a, re I am a recent graduate from the, uh, the programme. Brilliant, thank you both. Well, the first question I'd like to ask is how have the innovation pro modules of this programme impacted on your practice? Um, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Um, when I entered the programme, I suppose I associated the term innovation with something new. But for me, the whole process of the programme and working so closely with colleagues from across the sector was um, a reshaping of that terminology really and that definition in terms of how can we work as a sector to share ideas, to innovate in terms of making changes, exploiting what we're doing and how could we do things better and refine things in terms of responses to um, the educational sector and the horizon and the environment, but also explore as a, a group how we could future-proof ourselves as a sector in terms of things that are coming our way, such as the Industrial Revolution 4 and the digitization of the skills market. So for me, it was more about how to think about things differently. So you're best placed as a sector and as a college to support students in moving forward into their next steps. Um, so it's, for me, it was, I was surprised um, that we don't talk richly across the sector. And for me, the biggest takeaway was actually more minds working together um, is, is of the benefit of the students. Um, and there's so much good practice and having that opportunity to say, well, have you thought about doing it this way? Or instead of throwing out the baby in the bathwork, where could you tweak? to make things better for the student experience as a whole. So that's what I took away from it, from it. Lovely, thank you, Sarah. What about you, Claire? Actually, I echo a lot of what Sarah has said from, from the programme. You know, my initial thoughts about innovation was something different, something new. But actually, um, you know, we work in quite a challenging sector and a, and a changing sector. And sometimes we're often reacting to things and we're having and often we sort of act in the moment. But it's taking for me innovation now is is looking at where we are now and where we need to change and making change and having an impact with that change mm. so that it actually is long lasting and makes a difference rather than tweaking it's looking so i suppose it 
for me, innovation is actually standing back and looking more holistically that rather than getting in and reacting instantaneously, which is perhaps what I would have done before. But what the programme, so the programme for me has given me a lot of thinking time to address what we do on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, but um, and look at how we can do it better. And when we have to change something, make it long lasting and impactful. And the other thing is innovation is collaboration. Mm. It's, it's working with others, both within the college landscape, but also the wider college landscape. Because if we, are, if we have a particular challenge or something that we, can, we need to do, then there's going to be other colleagues at, at other colleges in exactly the same position. And, and actually, through the programme, being introduced to colleagues at, um, at Barnsley and Dudley College has, been, has actually had a real impact on, on what I'm hoping to do. And um, again, my way of thinking but it's also I've actually gone out and reached out to other colleges in Essex and sort of you know who are in a similar situation to us so so we're approaching the challenges and and also not just challenges but making you know where in supporting our young people and where they need to go working far more collaboratively because you know a combination of ideas is much better than someone working in isolation mm -hmm. but can I just add the other thing that innovation is it's not just we talk about it being led but it's also enabling other people to innovate and that's what I've really learned from this as well with colleagues coming with ideas and you giving them the belief and the yeah run with that you know and giving them that um that sort of motivation as well so innovation is 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 support as well brilliant can you just add claire and then i'll ask sarah is there anything that you would like to have seen more of in that innovation section or anything you would have liked to have seen less of um i i would say it's just about right actually because just just be before um uh, coming along today, I, I had a look at the rules of innovation again, which was in which were introduced to us in our in our first sort of um, face to face session. And at that point, I didn't really they were introduced, but I didn't I couldn't put them into context. But actually now, having been through the programme, actually being able to work through some of the ideas as a result of the programme and, and where I am and, and the changes that I'm making in my practice, it actually, everything we learn is beginning to really make sense and resonate, resonate for me. Um, and would, would I do anything less of? Not at all. Not at all. I, I think for me personally, it has really sort of changed the way I think and the way I look at things. Um, and um, well, I'm on that sort of, you know, uh, journey um, in, in sort of, but taking the ideas and um, making me look at things in a different way. And, and what about you, Sarah? I think I would like to see built into the programme an opportunity for us to focus on ourselves as coaches and mentors. Like Claire was saying about how we interact with staff and develop staff to think differently and explore ideas. How could we role model that as leaders? So I would like um, more input about coaching, coaching for success, coaching for change, coaching for innovation. I think that would really be invaluable. Um, in terms of what we do less, less of, I would echo Claire, I thought for me, the way that built within every session was that opportunity to pause, reflect and expand and collaborate uh, meant that you um, 
followed threads and themes which are really pertinent to the sector. So I would I wouldn't like the program to be too rigid. I think the fluidity of the program and how it was influenced by student feedback or employer feedback or feedback from other colleagues really led to a, a really impactful program. Yes, that's very um, helpful. Claire, did you want to add something? Yes, one of the things that I found incredibly beneficial was some of the speakers that joined us on the programme, both on the face-to-face -face sort of um, days that we had, but also um, some of the online speakers. I learned so much about the sector. Um, just having those, those um, particularly the external professionals coming in, um, you know, and, and for me, again, that just adds to, um, you know, to us as practitioners really going forward. So I found that particularly helpful and something actually on a day to day in our day to day practice, we, we, we would probably not engage with. So, again, it sort of widened um, sort of, you know, our contacts within us in the sector, the wider sector and, um, and beyond, really. So I'll ask you, Claire, as you're on the line, so to speak, what has changed in your thinking around leadership now? Um, well, I think I, I, I always thought I was quite a transformational leader. But what this programme has shown me is I really probably wasn't. But what it's um, encouraging me to do is to to let let go really of control and um realize that in order to be effective and to move forward as a leader you need to empower others just as I'm being empowered in my role I actually allow need to um, allow other give give aid that agency to others in order to be effective I also think I'm I'm sort of um, far more I'm, I'm far more strategic in my thinking I don't you know it was something that I was before but even more so now um, is rather than rushing into things I'm stepping back and thinking um, much more holistically in in my um, approach and how um, how what I'm doing affects others um, um, you know and and their own practice um, and also, I think my approach, I've also noticed just um, the difference in the way that people, my staff are reacting to me as well. Um, so, which is quite interesting. What do you mean by that, Claire? Well, just just this morning, for example, one of um, one of um, the managers, one of the managers in, in one of my areas came to me with an idea that she's got for, um, so, uh, for student retention and um, keeping students warm applicants that have come to us. And I don't think she would have come to me before. I think, I, I don't think she would have had the confidence. She would have expected something like that to come from me, but, yeah. um, but now she has the confidence. And I, and I turned around and said, that sounds brilliant. You know, run, let, let's run with it. Let's see how it works. So it's, you know, it's, my change in behaviour and the way that I'm coming through across and giving more um, agency to, to the staff that I work with is actually then having a more of a transformational um, impact on, on other areas so that we can move forward as, as a department. So, you know, the, the coaching that we had was absolutely key in this, the, one, um, the coaching sessions we had in combination with the wider learning um, yeah, I feel has has had a, an impact on me personally, which then I hope can impact on others. 
Fantastic. What about you, Sarah? I would say two things. I think the programme really enabled me to connect again to the why. Why are we working in the sector? What? It, why are we getting up on a morning? And what are the long-term impacts that we want to, and opportunities we want to create for our students? And sometimes as leaders, you can be drawn into the moment. So there's lots of noise, lots of reforms going on this day in terms of qualification reforms. And sometimes you're drawn into the detail, but it's taken a step back and saying, what are we really trying to do for our young people in terms of developing them academically, but those broader skills are they're going to be successful in their next steps. And if you are creating and designing a curriculum that really promotes those values and pr promotes that ethos in terms of developing young people, then you are robust and you can weather any storm that's happening in the sector in terms of curriculum form. So for me, it was really getting back to the heart of why, why do we work in education and what are we trying to provide our young people? And actually, by thinking about a problem differently in terms of the whole curriculum, your best place as an institution to weather the spot, the, the storm and um, innovate and evolve to meet what's going on in the sector. So keeping your values very close to, to everything that you do within an organisation. The second thing I took was that as a senior leader, we don't have all the answers mm. and we are and ensuring when you are making um, innovations change whether that be a, a tweak or a, a large transformational change is to seek the the views of experts both within an organization and outside of an organization and openly seek um, views of others and consult so that you have a really robust and well-rounded approach to something because people think differently and I think it's made me more open to other people's ideas and the way that they work and um, and for more blue sky thinking to inform how we move things forward. So for me, in my daily practice, that co-opting of experts in and running past ideas about people I wouldn't normally think of consulting with has been really invaluable to my work and actually brought a really sort of um, new perspectives to some of the ideas that I hadn't perhaps considered. So that was really important to me. Lovely. We'll stick with you, Sarah. And can you very briefly outline the project that we have to do as part of this programme? And can you see any green shoots and, and positive signs of impact from your uh, project? Yeah, so I, I got my idea, I did project-based learning and how you could deliver um, project-based lear um, project learning um, within a curriculum to support not only um, students' technical skills and behaviours and knowledge, but also the broader skills that they're going to need um, in their next steps, particularly employment. And um, very early on, we were introduced by the EDGE Foundation to XP Trust Schools up in Doncaster, who is, uh, which is a secondary setting, but they deliver the entirety of the national curriculum through projects. 
So I don't live too far or work too far from Doncaster. So I went to uh, visit the school and I was absolutely blown away by the um, vibrancy of, of, of the school, how articulate and confident and how much ownership students had of their own learning program, uh, process and progress. Um, and the softer skills, such as resilience and teamwork and decision-making and integrity and pride that they were developing through these projects really resonated uh, with me. So I um, returned to college and um, implemented a project-based approach to learning with um, around a particular project. So we did... Um, we have uniform protective services students, media makeup students, and film and um, production arts students. And we delivered we delivered one unit from each of those curriculum areas through a project where they simulated a helicopter crash. We did another one last week, which was a road traffic accident. And the students had to project manage um, so the UPS students coordinated a major incident, the media makeup had to plan the special effects and create them and work to times. The film students had to stage it and film it and record it and edit. And the feedback from the students was that not only did it give them experience about what they would do in the industry and within an occupation, but what they specifically reported was their the different types of skills that they needed to translate that project to an end end outcome, um, and the taught almost entirely of the softer skills that they developed and the transferable skills. And then we we after the first project we revisited that, so we engaged with employers, and uh, particularly around uniform protective services and um, media makeup employers about what were the skills that students needed to be successful in, in, in the vocational environment and in, in employment. And they almost all said it was those transferable skills, can-do attitude, teamworking, communication, problem solving, profit management, timekeeping. So when we went into the second project planning and review, we we tried to um, and we we've implemented a tracking and a progress um, reporting of those softer skills. So for me, it was not only giving them the skills to meet the criteria in terms of their curriculum, but what students took away and what we were developing for our employers was actually tangible evidence that a student could perform in those less measurable skills that they're going to need to be successful. Um, next steps is um, further enhancing it and delivering the whole curriculum uh, through a project base. So we started that with our level one students on the Princess Trust in terms of delivering the entirety of their, um, their curriculum through project-based learning. But we're also starting to dip our toes in responding to employers and the opportunity through T-levels and some of the curriculum reforms in terms of the employer set projects, particularly around T-level transition programmes, but also on T-levels themselves, gives us much more opportunity to engage with employers where we can take a project-based approach, where an employer can be involved in that process 
from planning all the way through to assessment. So it gives students that really invaluable experience of working with employers and developing the skills that they need to make the next steps. So from a, a, a presentation on this programme where they said, look at this school, look at their approach to delivery, it's really transformed some of the work that we're doing with, uh, with colleges in response to what employers are telling us as well. So it's making that, that, that cycle complete in terms of um, informing curriculum, delivery of curriculum and assessment of curriculum so that students can progress. So that's what well, was my project. And it sort of, yeah, it excites me every time we get stuck into a new project. Brilliant, thank you, Sarah. And the same question to you, Claire, could you just briefly outline your project and uh, just explain if there's any sort of green shoots to show the impact? So um, being a recent graduate, my, my um, project is still quite new, but my project has been sort of born out of um, uh, something that's been identified in, in curriculum and something that we've tried to address already, but rather unsuccessfully. Um, so my project is, is around sort of transition programs um, for level two students moving into T-level and, and particularly in T-level health, because one of the areas I look after is health and social care. What we were finding, we were in the first wave of the delivery of the T-level health and um, our, we had no internal progression from level two to level three uh, to the T level. And this was because of the, um, the science requirement in the health T level. And looking at sort of um, current level two um, BTEC programs, which is what we deliver at currently, um, there is no sort of development of science. And what we had tried to do, we, we had recognised this. So for one of our groups, we'd introduced a science lesson just so to, to upskill. But it was it was rather piecemeal. And it, and it wasn't having the effect that we wanted. So what, um, looking at it, I thought it was the, the um, this programme has, has given me the absolute sort of opportunity to step back and look at what we need to do differently. And actually, as a result, um, my project has looked at um, creating um, a bespoke level two um, curriculum. Um, which we will create um, and it will enable students to have the knowledge and importantly the practical skills in order if they wish to to progress on to um, the T-level health but also we want to build a program that not just allows students to um, progress on to the T-level health but also if they choose to do, um, take a different pathway then um, absolutely this this will prepare them for that. So. Um, it's what we're looking at doing is it's it's going to be a very very different sort of level two um, or progression curriculum to anything that um, that we've had before, and um, already um, we've um, we've started sort of our, our planning with regards to this. And interestingly, what what this program has given me going up to Dudley College and talking to Neil and Dudley, they're in exactly the same situation that we're in. 
So it's enabling me to, um, and and that they have the same thoughts. So it's not just me. This this um, this is something that other um, colleges are looking at. And um, so whilst I'm sort of driving it for Mid Kent College, I'm actually hopefully working with Dudley, and I'll be working with USP College in Essex, um, sort of planning it. You know. A transition program um, to support um, students that wish to move into T-level health. So sort of green shoots. Uh, two weeks ago, we were lucky enough to start the Royal Cadet Scheme in Nursing program at Mid-Kent College. Um, we started it with 20 learners and we've, we've deliberately um, uh, um, invited those students from the level two curriculum. And my vision is that actually we would want to um, have all of our 80 of our level two students eventually doing this 12 week. It's a fabulous program. We're very, very lucky to have it. But the development of practical skills, as well as those clinical skills and the team building, all of those softer skills we talk about are absolutely embedded within that scheme. But also we would create, um, we'll, we'll be creating a bespoke science um, curriculum, which would be certificated within the college to support so that we're upskilling our level two students with their science knowledge but also not forgetting that actually they've come to us to do health and social care so we will still have that element and there will still sort of be some accreditation within that but importantly what I have been working with and and I have I had a couple of meetings and more set up is actually employer forums so actually I'd like employers to input into the curriculum and you know and and so we are creating something that is giving our students a clear pathway um, to their next destination, but also something that is um, current and vocationally um, relevant. And actually that input into the curriculum from employers um, has been absolutely valuable. And um, obviously we're, that's helped with building our relationships with them. By doing this and focusing this um, within my project and um, where we're hoping to go, it's actually um, made me sort of um, review the other curriculum areas I work with and where I know we're going to be introducing the digital T-level. So actually, whilst I'm, I'm will be taking a similar approach with uh, with our students in that curriculum. So it's having what, what started as, so my, my <coughs> project within response to something that I had identified we tried to do rather piecemeal but hadn't done it very well so it's enabled me to step back and think about what we really want to do and what impact it's going to have and that was in a particular area but through doing that it's now I'm widening it and look and it's something that's I've been you know that I've identified um, further afield within my faculty and um Therefore, you know, applying that sort of same uh, mindset, same approach, because at the end of the day, you know, it's what I don't want to be is is responding. Um, I am responding to change, but I don't want to be reacting to it. I want to be I know change is coming and I want to be ahead of it so that we are making the having the biggest um, impact we possibly can for our learners so that they sort of move into their can move effectively into their next steps um, but importantly um, it works for the wider college as well and the collaboration because none of us work in isolation just with other colleges is invaluable as well. Fantastic I'm going to stick with you Claire and ask my final question which is in three parts. First of all 
would you recommend this course to others? And if you would, could you give me three reasons why? And then I'll ask the other, the final part of the question when you've answered that. Um, absolutely. Um, my first, my my first reason is it gives you thinking time. And in our busy schedules of our day to day, you know, um, working lives, we don't have that. And it's given me thinking time. And that's so important. And then from thinking time, I've begin, I've been able to really reflect um, why I do this job. What's the impact that I want to have both on our students, on the um, on staff and on the wider college um, community. And another reason is is just to be able to engage with colleagues um, outside of um, of you know Mid Kent College, but actually doing the program. Think about outside internally the connections that it gave to my colleagues in in the college that I would not normally work with on a day to day basis has become invaluable. So actually, that networking internally as well um, as externally has been incredibly important. Brilliant. And the final part is, what advice would you give us now we're sort of looking at refreshing the programme? And what advice would you give to somebody, say, starting the programme in September? Um, what advice would I give to, your, to you um, and your colleagues? To Just, give to Matt but, and I as the programme. Program. Right. Uh, I would suggest I... Um, in terms of changes to the program um what advice i continue to do um what you're doing please um if anything i would be so we heard from ken from barnsley college the, the opportunity to go to um um uh, so visit dudley college was was invaluable so i think it's continuing to bring people who have different experiences within fe and the wider sector into the program i think that's absolutely been invaluable because we tend to work in sort of silos within our college silos and this has given us enough me an opportunity and my colleagues to really look outside of that um and from that so you know it very much takes you down a different path um to anyone coming along to it be incredibly open-minded and be open to change that that that's what i would say lovely thank you claire sarah i'll give you the question again because it yeah. is rather long first of all would you recommend it three reasons why you would recommend it and then we'll get on to the advice piece afterwards um yeah so I massively recommend it highly recommend it in terms of the three things um i think it has shaped me as a leader um it has um my takeaway is um that you can make change innovate but in your own way in your own style and um, for me one of the most significant changes is that the is my engagement in coaching and mentoring and um, the investment of time um, for me to be, um, be, be coached um, to refine and develop my practice, but also to coach others within my organization has um, really shaped my leadership style. Um, for, 
um, that is something that I want to continue with and develop in the future because I think it's so important to be challenged and think about your own leadership style and how you can th do things better to enable you to um, make changes within an organisation. Um, a second one would be collaboration. Um, I was only yesterday, I'm, um, I met a deputy principal from Hopwood Hall College, went over to see her yesterday to collaborate. Um, and I think we sometimes underestimate that we were joking that we could write a quality improvement plan in the SAR for the sector because every college is facing the same, same difficulties and the same challenges. Um, and having that space to think about things differently and work collaboratively on sector-wide problems um, and issues and challenges um, just brings um, different ideas and different approaches and really allows true innovation. Um, and finally, I would say that the content of the programme makes you holistically think about the challenges that are facing the sector and, and longer term about how some of these government initiatives, what's coming in on in the horizon in the sector, what are going to be the long-term impacts of that and, and planning and being strategic in your planning for a longer period of time. So the programme... Um, taught me to reflect more stop and think and the changes that we make now needs to be future proof as much as possible um because we, we sometimes accelerate at such pace the sector's so fast moving and changes are imposed at us so quickly that actually taking time to really think about the consequences of our actions and our innovations and our strategies so that we are, uh, we are safeguarding the future of young people and, and the sector. Um, so less haste, what, 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 what is it? Less speed more? I don't know what I'm saying here, Sally. It's gone. But yeah, just take time to stop, really think really consult um, before you're making a change um, within an organisation or indeed lobby for a change within the sector. Thank you. Um, you've given a bit of advice already mm -hmm. for the next um, iteration of the programme, which is around coaching. Yeah. Is there anything else you would like um, to give advice about? Um, I think... I it would be, I, I really value the input of, um, of, of speakers who sat outside of, of the FE sector. And I think keeping that and doing more of that about using employers, using academics, using, I mean, we had someone uh, who was talking about innovation in its truest sense and about, um, from M is it Esme, uh, Esme, using those external experts to um, inform what we're doing in the FE sector, I think was really invaluable. So anything, it just brings a different perspective and um, using their views to shape 
And sometimes it feels uncomfortable because you don't quite, at first, and you don't quite get the links. I mean, there was one on about the different futures. And while I was, it was at Barnsley, the four different futures, and I really struggled with that because at that moment, I couldn't see the relevance of those four different futures in my role as a leader within an FE sector and an FE organisation. But actually, over the months that have passed, that guest speakers resonated, actually. And I've considered their points, their arguments, their what the future may look like for our young people in my planning. So um, anything which sits on the face of it slightly outside, and you think, actually, what is the link of this? Really opens your mind and uh, and allows you to think more holistically and broader about what the future will look like for our young people and how can we start making and modeling those changes currently to inform to inform and meet those demands so okay uh, things like that yeah yeah so that's the advice for the design of the program yeah any advice if i'm about to go on the program um, going with an open mind and um, and be open to new ideas um, and I would say ensure that you set yourself enough time for that reflection. Um, I think the residentials on the programme allows you that space away from the organisation to really reflect and connect with other people within the sector. And it's very easy, easy to be sucked back into the organisation when you return to your colleges. So building that time into your working week where you, you can ruminate some of these issues and think. So it does require a significant amount of energy and time so I would say that needs to be planned into anyone who um anyone's thought processes when they're applying brilliant thank you thank you Sarah thank you you, Claire ever so much that's we really appreciate you giving up your time um it's been really really interesting